Welcome to the Father's Vineyard Audio Podcast. Here is today's message. I want to talk to you today uh, concerning recapturing the awareness of God's presence. Um, somehow or another, we've lost our way in some cases of uh, acknowledging and being aware of that He's present. How many of you know that He's omnipresent? He's everywhere. And uh, he's also present inside us, and there's also a manifest presence that we want to see him do. And I'll, I'll say this, do you understand that there's a, there's a manifest presence of God, of Jesus, that is uh, only captured in the assembly of his people? I didn't say it was the only manifestation of his presence. I'm saying there's a special manifestation of his presence in the assembling of his people. Amen. So that's the reason the Bible says for us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Because we need to understand that, that um, we come together in his name. The Bible said he would be in our midst. That's a promise from Jesus. He would be in our midst. In the middle of what we're doing. And we need to, be a, we need to constantly be aware of his presence. And uh, we need to, it's something, his presence, his manifest presence is something that you can't work for. It's something that you can't buy. It's something that you can't conjure up. You can't make happen. You know, you, have, you just have to let him manifest his presence. But there are things that we need to do to pave the way to say, Lord, we want it. We, have, we seek the very presence of God to be manifested, yes? Now, we can't make it happen, but we allow it to happen. We want it to happen. We want to enter into his presence. You know, the Bible tells us to enter into his presence. I think that's a very awesome thing, don't you? It's just extremely awesome. But sometimes we're not, we're not aware of his presence, and therefore we're not conscious of his presence, and we're more conscious of things around us. I'll tell you this. Um, you, what, what, you will, uh, what you will present in who you are and what, what's going on in your life will actually reflect what you're most aware of the world that you're most aware of. If you're, if you're mostly aware of a world that is in decay and demise, if that's all you're going to be aware of, then you're not going to be reflecting his presence. What you're, what you're going to be reflecting is going to be what you're focused upon. The Bible says that you will become what you behold. Wendy, is that you back there? Hey, good to see you. She member of our church and moved to Charlotte. It's good to have you back. It's good, good to see you. So we uh, we're family here. So we just want to make sure uh, th th this thing this thing about um, becoming more aware of he's here, he's 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 here. He's in me. He's with me wherever I go. He's with you wherever you go. And just the consciousness of his awareness and we want to be able to recultivate that in our life we want to be able to re get that reestablished we can't make it happen but but we can certainly align ourselves to be able to be able to be aware of the presence of almighty god some people have the presence of god of something to be feared you know and in some cases that's true if you're if you're not a believer if you are going to set your face against him. But as a, as a believer, 
His presence is very special. And we're going to go over some of that today. We're going to recapture and refocus on the very presence of God. Listen, all over the world today uh, and all, all over the place, uh, there's people that are gathering together around a sermon. But Israel encamped around the presence of God. You can have a lot of sermons and not have his presence. His manifest presence. Are you with me? You can have a lot of programs and not have the presence of God. You can have a lot of people. You can have a whole lot of people and not have the presence of God. Because the people, the heart of the people are not really looking for the presence of God. They don't want to see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit because it's too, it's too messy, they think. You know, but my Bible tells me if you have oxen in the stall, you'll have a mess. Oxen representing the anointing of God. If you have the oxen in the stall, you'll have a mess. He said, but if the oxen is not there, the stall will be clean. You don't have a mess to clean up. But it also says you will not have the harvest. So you can filter out and make sure that we don't have all this present stuff and God doing what he wants to do in our midst because it sometimes could look messy. But we won't have the harvest without it. We need the harvest. It's the Lord's harvest. So if it's the Lord's harvest, we need it. We want it, right? So uh, we talked talk to people before and said, well, we just don't like cleaning up the mess. It's just easy to ignore it. And I said, well, you, you just ignored your receiving the harvest. You know, when God, when God wants us to uh, let him do what he wants to do in the midst, we should do it. We should let him do it. Even though, how many of you have ever felt uncomfortable with God doing something in, your, in a service or somewhere? And there's people like, hey, I, I, I just, you know, I don't know. You know I, somebody told me, said, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just too strange sometimes. And I said, well, have you read the Bible? <laughs> I mean, I read the Bible and I see some strange, weird stuff. I mean, I really do. But it's God on the move. It's God doing. Said so we will embrace your move, and we sing that song. We will embrace your move. But it is the religious folk that will oppose the move of God first, because either it didn't happen. Ah, we ain't used to that, or we, you know, that's not the way we've done it. Well, God may be changing the way we do it. Let's just let Him do what He wants to do in our midst. But being aware of his presence. But if you don't want, if you don't want his presence, you know, then don't you just keep pushing back on it. But see, that's not the way the people of God need to be. You know, the Bible. We had this Bible verse here that we're talking about, about um, him um, uh, talking about the Spirit of God flowing out of. He said, um, "I said, where was that? Here it is." 7, John 7, 30, uh, 7, 37 and 38. He said, In the last day of the feast, Jesus looked out and said, If any man is thirsty, let him come drink of me. Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Living water. I had, a, I had a, somebody to come to me one time. He said, that's for Jesus only. And I said, well, it just said the believers. 
And this person said, well, down here below this line, down here where the, where the commentator, and I said, well, below that line is not inspired. Above that line is. So I don't mind him putting his thoughts in there, but it's not inspired. It's just a commentary. It may be true. It may not be true. But this other is true. It's inspired of God. It is the infallible word of God. Don't ever forget that. It's the infallible word of God. And we need to understand that Jesus is saying, what is Jesus saying here? Jesus said, look, if you're thirsty, which means we should thirst. We should have a thirst. We should have a thirst for the presence of God. Yes? It's not, God's in us, I already know that, but we should have, we should have a thirst to experience the very presence of God. And this is what he's saying here. He said, if any man thirsty, if he's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Watch, watch how this unfolds and watch how this rests upon us. He said, if you're thirsty, where do you go? To the presence of Jesus, to the presence of God. Let him come to me. Let him, let him come to my presence. If any man thirsts, let him, let him enter into my presence. That's powerful. See, we've lost the confidence of going boldly and confidently into the presence of God, into the throne room of God, to the presence of God. Jesus has made a way for the righteous to be able to do that. Right? But he says, if you're thirsty, let him come to me. And he says, let him drink. Watch this. He said, let him come to me and let him experience. Watch this. When you drink something, you just experience something. You can, how many of you ever drink something? How many of you have ever thought about... Um, um, coca-cola and you drink sprite it's like all of a sudden it shocks you why because you experienced something other than what you thought it was and that's the way well, that's the way the experience in the presence of god is well we can't we can't bobby bobby connor said we're way too familiar with a god that we barely know and that is true that is true See, we get from, so familiar with the way things work, the way things need to happen, then we sort, of, we sort of formulate things of how it needs to be. Then if anything deviates from how we think it needs to be, then we'll get, we'll get, we'll, we'll get a pushback. We'll just push, push that back a little bit because that's not the way we do it here. You know, the way we need to do it here is the way God wants to do it. The way he wants to do it that day. And have his presence, Yes. Amen.
Amen. Well, that made me nervous. <laughs> Not me. I'm just saying what some thoughts are. That made me nervous. It didn't make me nervous. You know why? Because that's in the Bible. But we can become so religiously bound in what we think the presence of God is and we don't want messes that uh-uh, not, we don't want this in our church. We want it to go away. Because, And I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just say this. It's not for today. And the reason they say it's not for today is because they don't want it today. It is for today. It's in the New Testament. What just happened? The Bible says that when you gather together, if, so if there's someone that has a tongue, you know, it, it, it needs to be interpreted, right? If there, someone has a tongue, you let him give the tongue, and then you let somebody give the interpretation. That's in my Bible. I want what God wants us to have. Amen. Don't you? Yeah. And when, when somebody has the interpretation, it equals prophecy. It's a prophetic thing. Because why? How many of you knew what he was saying when, when he was speaking in a tongue? I didn't. Did you? So there was no prophet to us until the interpretation was given. And now I have the understanding that it's coming from an interpretation. In Jesus, and God says, in the Bible says, now, let that happen. Because the Bible also says, forbid not speaking in tongues. Don't you dare forbid, forbid it. Now, we can say, no, we don't allow that. Take this man out and, you know, take the interpreter out with them. (laughs) Why? It's just too messy. Well, guess what? There's a harvest coming. We can clean the mess if it's a mess. And this was not messy. This was in order. This was biblical order happening in our midst, unprovoked, other than provoked of God, to move upon Brother Ed to be able to stand up and give that tongue and then uh, Sister Janet giving the interpretation. I know somebody, well, you say, you know, I was just a little bit uncomfortable. What, what, what was going to happen? I don't know. See, I come, I come that way every Sunday morning. What in the world is going to happen today? Yeah. I do. I told, I told Brother Charlie today, I said, I have an expectancy in my heart today, and I don't really know what to expect, but it's in God. My expectations are in God. Yeah. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Your expectations should not be in man. Your expectations should be in God. Yes, sir. Yes. He is here. Let's celebrate the presence of God. By, amen. You know, uh, even though I've got a mapped out way to do this, God is saying, I'm changing that. You know, we can say, no, no, I ain't, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm not, no. I'm, I'm saying, yes, yes, yes. Change it all you want. You know, there's a verse, the verse that we read this morning. Uh, talks about it talked about um, God scattering his scattering his enemies. Let me find that verse real quick, if I can. Yeah, Psalm sixty-eight. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, and let those who hate him flee from before him. By the way, that word before. Do a word study. Just don't look up the word presence. Look up the word. Look, you know, you can tag presence, but look at that. Look at that word and see how many. In, in the Greek or Hebrew, how many times it's used, but it didn't say presence? Because it says before him, in him. It's, it's, he's talking about in his presence. That's the reason he said, uh, let them flee from before him. Let them flee from, from his presence. Let them flee. 
It also says this, as smoke is driven away, so drive them away. I want you to listen to this. All your enemies are God's enemies. God's enemies are your, listen, when God has enemies and you're going to profess his name, you're going to have the same enemies. If you're going to follow God, those that hated him are going to hate you. There's always haters. There's always these people that do not want the things of God, don't want to see the things of God. We want to stay and remain how we want to stay and remain. And he says, I want you constantly changing into the image of my son. Amen? I want you constantly changing. He says this. He goes on and says this. As, as wax is melted before the fire. See, there, 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 is a, there is a fire in the presence of God. He even said that he would baptize you with fire. Being, being baptized with fire, the burning, the burning sensation of the presence of God. You know, burning out the dross as well and getting rid of the, the, rid of the hay and the stubble. And also indwelling you with a passion that goes beyond, beyond your ability to keep a flame. That's him. That's him. He says it will melt like wax. Then he goes, you see, and then he says the wicked will perish. So you see all this stuff about what happens to those that are the enemies of God. In the, in, in the, present, the enemies of God, they're going to be scattered. They're going to be, even the very breath from his nostrils will scatter. He's that big. He's that powerful. But it goes on the verse. I'm, I'm glad and I'm proud to say that, you know, that, that he, he's including the very people of God here. He says, but let the righteous. What? Be glad. Let the righteous be glad. And let them what? Exalt. Before. This word before is the, is, is the presence of God. Let them exalt in the presence of God. Let me, do y'all think that we should practice the Bible? That's a few of you. I'm going to say that again. Do y'all think we should practice the Bible? Yes. Absolutely. Would you like to know what that word means? It means to jump for joy. It means to dance before him. It means to spin and twirl. Why? He says, but let the righteous in the presence of God, let the righteous be glad and let them dance before him. Let them jump for joy. Let them be so overtaken by the very presence of God that they don't care what the people say that's beside them. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't, church does not have to be sanitized we have a view of sanitized Christianity. Well, that's not, that's not pretty. Well, have you looked? Never mind. I've looked in the mirror. I ain't all that pretty. But guess what? God made me. And God says, let the righteous. So if you don't see yourself righteous, you're not going to be able to, to jump for joy. And one, one version of that, Brother Doug says, let them celebrate their God unfettered. Let them celebrate in the presence of God, unfettered, unrestrained. My, my, my. You want to practice the word of God? That's what he said. But, but listen, you, you, 
we honestly believe that we, listen, we carry the very presence of God in us. And everywhere we go, it, it's like the Israel, Israel, they put God in a box. Well, it was his box, and he said, make it this way, make it this way. And this is the presence of God, the ark of God. But see, we don't have him in a box anymore. We are the temple. Everybody say, we are the temple. I Say this, I am the temple. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Acts of the Word of God says, do you not know that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you not know that God is inside you, the Holy Spirit is inside you? Do you not know that you are the carrier of the Creator Himself? Do you not know that the very power that raised up Jesus from the dead is dwelling inside you? Do you not know that? So Paul, Paul is saying, you need to know that. You need to be aware. We need to have the awareness of the presence of God abiding in us and all around us and be, telling us to be able to do things that he wants us to do. But, but we, say, we have all this and we think, we think, well, we're not making too big an impact on the atmosphere around us. Most of that is because we stopped seeking God where we are. We'll have our focus upon something else, and then they get what I say before whatever you behold, you will become like. As you behold him, you will become like him. As you be, start beholding everything that's in the world, then you'll become like what you're be. You will reflect what you're, the, you will reflect the world that you're most aware of. So if you're most aware of all the stuff, and by the way, if you start living, listen, listen to this. If you start living with a sin consciousness, always being sin conscious, sin conscious, all, listen, you will begin to act out the very sin that you're conscious of. Why? Because you're beholding the sin that you constantly put before you. That's the reason he didn't say, let the sinners, he said, let the righteous. We need a righteousness conscious. You know, when Adam and Eve, they, they, listen, they were clothed with the very splendor of God's presence. Clothed with the very splendor, the radiance of who he was and who he is. The very radiance of God. They were deceived. Eve was deceived. I, Adam just did it willfully. Okay. And in the midst of that, they noticed that they were naked. Then, it, that, then God, they hear the sound. See, they hear the sound. God, they hear the sound of God coming. They grab leaves. They grab something of a material, of, a, of, a, of matter. Not a spiritual. They grab something of matter and they begin to use that to cover. Why? Because they wanted to, number one, cover their sin. But that's not all. Listen to this. The other thing was that they wanted to use something else to cover them. And the church will use something else because we should be clothed with the very, and that's what he's restoring He's restoring the very presence of God in our lives that, that we are clothed in his presence. We're clothed, we're clothed with his righteousness and his glory, his character. We're clothed with it. But see, sometimes we, we'll, we'll, we'll grab religion. We'll, listen, we'll reach out and get a denomination. 
We'll, we'll grab a denomination and wrap ourselves all in it. But see, the problem is that denomination is man-made. It may have a lot of things with God in it. I'm not, being, I'm not bashing denominations. I'm saying you better, you better get in the presence of God. Because when you get in the presence of God and he reveals something that either that denomination or that way or that, that's not the way that he wants you to do, you're going to have a conflict. You will either have to follow the, you have to toe the line of the denomination or you're going to have to toe the line of what the Bible tells you to toe. I've been in about four or five different denominations in my entire life, my entire spiritual life, and I've had to unlearn things I've learned in every, every single one of them. I've had to unlearn some things. Why? Because it wasn't, it wasn't really what God said. Man, it sounded good for man. And we can be taken in by that, but it's not, it's not God's way. See, the thing is, he's asking you, do you want to know what i got to say? And he'll talk to you. You know, Brother Andrew, how many of you have ever heard of Brother Andrew? He talks about uh, the... Um, Practicing the presence of God. Practicing the presence of God. He, let me see if I can find it here. I, I reread this thing again. And, uh, um, uh, and it talks about conversations with God. And one of the things that Brother Lawrence uh, says here that, um, here it is. Brother Lawrence insisted that it is necessary to always be aware of God's presence. How so, Brother Lawrence? By talking with him throughout each day he's with you you're in the presence of God listen this is a great little book great little book who would like to learn how to practice the presence of God okay anyhow here anybody else whoever gets up here can get it there's going <laughs> Now, I put everybody to a disadvantage but Glenn. I expect, I expect some after that. I need something after that, brother. No, I'm teasing. I didn't. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll try to get some more if everybody would like to have one. But see, we need to understand that the presence of God is, is very... You, you, get, you get to see that let God arise. What's he saying? Let God be present. When God's presence, enemies are going to scatter. Enemies are going to blow, blow like smoke. If you're an enemy of God, you're going to blow like smoke. Be scattered. Let God arise. What was it? Let God arise. Let God arise. Let his presence be known. Let his, we want to see his presence. We want to see his manifest. We want to see him do things that we've never seen done before. I listen, I, you know, some of you have heard the story, some of them, but it was one Wednesday night. See, God, God can do it on a Wednesday night, too. You know, it's not just on Sunday morning. God can do it on a Wednesday night. Brenda was talking to this girl and, and talking about some of the things in her past, and she hit something about snakes, and all of a sudden that girl fell down on the floor right here and started sl slithering like a snake. I mean, it was just not reaching it, just started moving like a snake. Me and Mike Swanson who sings, by the way, you need to pray for his dad. His dad's suffering for, from cancer. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you to touch Mike's father. Lord, show your strength, show your ability, show your healing in his presence of this man. We curse the cancer that's around his body, in his body. Make him whole, in Jesus' name. Amen. Me and him were talking over here, and I heard Brenda say, Terry! 
Now, I'm sitting right here. I'm sitting right here. Me and him's talking. She says, Terry, and I look over, and I see her, and I see this girl slithering. She said, you need to get over here. And I said, I ain't coming over there. <laughs> so she asked me to come over, and, we, and then we did. And, uh, and, um, but, but what, what happened? Now, listen. We would say, well, that's demonic. And I would say, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't argue with you on that. I'm not going to argue. Yeah, that's demonic. The question is, is it going in or coming out? <laughs> Jesus had the same thing. He, he was casting the spirits out, and the boy would fall down and convulse and roll in the fire. Why? It's disturbing the darkness. The presence of God will disturb the darkness, but it's going to have to disturb you first. It's going to have to disturb the comfort label, level that we have gotten into and said, I want God's, I want God's presence to be, to be reflected and be seen wherever I go. But see, if we don't want that, guess what? You don't get to have that. That's a pushback. So when that's not something I believe, well, then you need to start believing it. Because it's in the Bible, just like what we experienced just a moment ago. It's in the Bible. Let, let God do what he wants to do in our midst and wherever we go, and we will be exactly where he wants us to be. And it is the truth. Isn't it? It is the truth. But we'll reach for these leaves. We'll reach for something like religion. We'll reach for religion to try to cover us instead of the glory of God covering us. And I'm telling you, it's not going to work. People are tired of religion. People are tired of a, of a doctrinal position. Listen to me now. I love doctrine. You need to have theology. You need to know what you believe and why you believe it and root it in the Bible. But you need, if you do not have a living presence of who he is, then you've got knowledge without the very experience and power of God operating in your life. The church should be the most powerful force and is. We just don't know it. We need to become more aware of his presence. It's not, it's not that we're going to come here and just celebrate Jesus and celebrate his presence. We're going to do that. That is what we need to do. But we're hearing the voice of God that will take us places that we've not thought about going and doing inside us what we've never thought he could ever do inside us or through us. But that comes from his presence. We seek a lot of things other than the presence of God. Music has to be right. Everything. There's nothing wrong with the music. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm telling you, you can have all, you can have everything that man has to offer, from guitars, chords, lights, smoke, blaze. You 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 can have it all, and miss his presence. Be careful what we get infatuated with. Be careful what your gaze starts going to. Be careful when 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 we when we have these things and these thoughts and we become more aware of what's not God, we become more focused on these things and come, become troubled and hindered by it. And what we need to do is run to the presence of God. Say, God, I don't understand this. What do I need to do? But you have to be careful with that, don't you? Because he's going to tell you something that he wants you to do. The thing is, are you willing? The thing is, do you want his presence to be manifested in your life bad enough that you'll be willing to say, yes, God, I'll do that. Listen, just for Ed, how long has it been since you, since you did that? 
Huh? 20 years. 20 years. So why today? You know why today? He listened to the Spirit of God and said, I've got to do this. Why? Because I've got to be obedient. This thing's but why? This living water. It's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come and taste. He said, taste, taste, taste. Come to me and taste. Come to my presence and taste my presence. Taste it. He said, if you believe, what's the rest of it? Anybody know? You'll have, and if you, listen, he said, you, you, you taste it. And if you start believing it, you start believing about his presence, there'll be living waters that will come bubbling up out of you. They'll be bubbling inside you, and it'll just flow out. It'll just flow out. Just, everybody say, just flow out of you. You know why we're not doing that? Because we've stopped tasting his presence. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Watch this. It was the tasting. It was experiencing it before we ever saw it. He said, taste and then you see. Taste and then you get to perception of, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This is different than what I've experienced before in God. Taste and see. And listen, whatever you start, whatever you start tasting, you'll start seeing of what you're tasting. So if you're tasting of the world, you're going to start seeing things of the world. If you taste the things of God, you taste Him. He said, taste, he said, taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. The Lord's not bad. The Lord's good. Taste his presence. Taste his presence and see and begin to have the perception of who he is enlarged and magnified in such a way that we're saying, wow. Didn't the Bible say of the New Testament church that they, they were constantly, How? Three-letter word. They were constantly in what? Awe. They were, con- they were constantly awe. A-W-E. They were constantly in awe. Awe. Why? They were practicing the presence of God. They were tasting God, and they were seeing things that they've never seen before. That's what he wants to do in our midst. That's what he wants to do when we leave here and go other places. It's like the time, you know, the guy comes in Ingalls, and you've heard me tell about that. Guy comes in Ingalls, and I heard the door rattle, and I looked over, and I saw the man come in. I just saw darkness, and I said, I don't know what he's wanting. So he comes in, and he walks. He don't go around behind me. I'm at the checkout counter. He comes in this way and gets between me and the checkout counter, just roots his way between me and the checkout counter. I'm checking out, and he gets right here, and he turns, and he he puts his chest right against my shoulder. Come up here a minute. He puts his chest right here, and I'm like, good gracious, life, what's wrong with this man? He's, he's like this. He's he just stand up straight. He put his chest. Now, he's right here. Now, you see how close his head is? That's about how close this man's head is. You know what he said? I'm here. You may sit down. Well, he's on this shoulder. He says, I'm a big rough, I'm here. There's about a 23, 24-year-old kid. His eyes is about that big around behind the cash register. I mean, they are just like. I just turned and looked at him. I said, you won't be for long. I mean, I didn't step back. I didn't move my position. I just turned my head. And he said, I'm here. And I said, you won't be for long. I said, 
Get out of him in the name of Jesus. And that man slid. He didn't walk back. He slid back about three feet. Just slid. Now, now we got this much distance between me and him. And I said, okay, we can continue. This guy is shaking like a leaf. He, don't, I'm, he said, I've never seen anything like that before in my entire life. How long are you going to be here? <laughs> he got to deal with him next. <laughs> and I said, you don't have to worry about him. I said, do you know Jesus? He said, not like you do. <laughs> and I said, the same power that's inside me is inside you, son. It's just the awareness of his presence. Now, I wasn't aware of his presence at the check-in counter until the man said, I'm here. And then I said, then I became aware of his presence. I began seeking his presence. Inside me was, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I know I got the goods to pay for this. I just don't know if I got the goods to do this. I got all that stuff going inside. He said, rise up against him. Let the Spirit of God rise up and his enemies will be scattered. And I said, not long. I put him on notice. Man's eyes was black. You couldn't, you couldn't see any light in his eyes. That man's eyes was black. And he just, I mean, he didn't say, didn't move. Uh, he didn't move any. Why, why would that thing like that happen? He wants us to understand that that's happening everywhere. He wants us to understand that darkness is everywhere and darkness is trying to intimidate God's people. Darkness is trying to overtake everything. The Bible says in Isaiah that darkness is filling the earth. Gross darkness is filling up the, the understandings of the people. But he tells us to arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. What is he saying? He said the presence of God is in you and on you. Arise and start shining his presence. It's not about how much you know. It's about how much he has of you. Anyway, I started walking out of England. I said, Lord, I guess I need to stay and wait on this man. He really needs you bad. And the Lord distinctly told me, he said, nope, you're just going home. You did what you're supposed to do. So I went on home. I don't know what happened to the guy. Now, now part of me says, no, I really need to go in. And God says, I said, go home. So go on home. When, another Wednesday night, a guy came in with a black trench, trench coat and pretty good-sized dude. And, and he was here to do whatever he wanted to do. We have fun around here. We really do. I, you know, I can tell you the time uh, Rita called me at lunch and, and uh, said, Rita, are you here? You remember this time? I heard, and Rita was on the phone, and I was at lunch. I just sat down, set my food down, and she said, You need to get here quick. <laughs> I said, Rita, you need to get here quick. I said, and I started whispering, What's wrong? There's a witch in the office. I said, tell her to leave. She said, I'm serious. You need to get over here. So I pay for my meal. Don't even do it. We go, go over there. And what, what do we see? Here's this woman. Her hair's out like this. And she's, I mean, she's just, it's all over the place and bushed out. And she's looking wild-eyed and everything. And I said, how you doing? I'm Pastor Terry. It's good to see you. How can I help you today? She said, I'm here to demonstrate the powers of darkness. And I said, you can't do that here. 
Oh, yes, I can. I said, oh, no, can't do it here. Well, I can. I said, nope, can't do it here. You see that brass pineapple? Yes, I see that brass pineapple. I'll set it on fire. And I said, take your best shot. <laughs> she got over that thing and it was all this kind of stuff. And, and I'm over there. I don't even smell smoke yet. Now, inside me was like, God, show, 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 show up. That's on the inside of me. It's just like that. Not, not, he says, uh-uh, be bold, be strong. Now, I'm with you no matter where you go. Greater inside you is any power. Greater, the power inside you is greater than anything you'll ever imagine for here. So she didn't, she couldn't set it up. She said, I don't understand. I said, I do. I told you you couldn't. I said, it's the presence and power of God. It's his presence. And I said, do you know Jesus? And she let out a, I'm in a curling scream that, don't say that name. And I said, what, Jesus? <laughs> and I said, you need him. You need Jesus. Can I lead you to Jesus? And she just screamed again. She said, then she calmed down. She said, I've been to, I come down here, I'm from Asheville, I come down here to get delivered ever so often. I said, honey, it hadn't worked. <laughs> I said, but I guarantee you it can work today if you really want him. Do you really want him? No. No, they're telling me to leave and leave now. And I said, I'm telling you, do you want Jesus? Because Jesus can take it, Jesus can clear everything. Do you want to get rid of them things? They're telling me no. And I said, what do you say? But anyway, you know, shorten it up, she, she, she went on. She wasn't able. I talked about Jesus. She screamed, and so she went on, went on her way. This man walked in. I didn't tell you about that. This man walked in, trench coat, big, big guy, and he comes in. And I said, can I help you, sir? And he said, yeah, I'm here to do something. And I said, well, you're here to do. He said, I'm here to do whatever I want to do. And I said, well, you can't do that in here. You can't just come in here and do whatever you want to do. He said, who's going to stop me? And I said, have you ever heard? Now, this guy's standing about like this, you know. He's an axe handle long or wide. And, uh, and I said, you, you uh, uh, he, he said, I said, have you ever heard the, the, uh, the, the Bible story about David and Goliath? He said, but I'm not Goliath. And I said, but I'm a David. I'm a worshiper of God. You know, and it wasn't really, and he was saying, well, you can't stop me. You're not big enough. And I said, I don't have to be big enough. The one inside me is big enough. And about that time, Doug, Logan, and two other men, was it, was it, was one of them you, uh, brother? No, Doug, Logan, and two other men came. And you know how towering Doug is. Doug, Doug come, he come walking down here. He just, just comes down here. And all three of them, and they stand, they get, get right behind me, and they threw this number. Another one over here, he's like. No, and uh, this guy looks and said, I might need to leave. And I turned around, turn around and looked, and I said, I'd be advisable either that or accept Jesus, whichever one you want. And you remember that? You remember that, Doug? And they, 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 he, he said, well, I'll be back. And I said, well, come on back any time. I said, but it's, it's God here. You can't do whatever you want. I, I mean, we just get... Y'all just need to come on some Wednesday nights. I mean, you just have a good time. 
presence of God. We got to close. The presence of God. Let me close with this passage. I got much, much more. We'll continue it next week. But listen to this. You've heard about standing in the gap, an intercessor. He said, uh, I searched for a man over in Ezekiel 22. I searched for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the gap. But we leave out these two words, before me. You know what that means? That means standing in the gap in his presence. We got a lot of people standing in the gap with their own agenda, their own way. It has to be done this way. Otherwise, it's just all I'm praying. Well, you need to find out what God says and then pray that way in his presence. He said, I'm looking for somebody that's standing in the gap in my presence. So it's in the presence of God that we become gappers, that we become into that place to be able to rebuild walls that he wants built according to him and not according to man. But it's in his presence that we're going to get the instructions on how to do that. Well, did you get anything out of the message today? We shall do part two tomorrow. No, uh, next Sunday. Oh, the living waters, taste and see. If you're weary, come on. Come on to me. If you're thirsty, come to me. Come to my presence. I'll make it to where you have rivers of living water boiling up inside you and coming out. Stand to your feet. He said that we could jump, dance. People say, well, you know, I don't like dancing. Well, you don't have to dance. You just get to. Charlie. Stop grabbing things to try to use for the covering. Just seek his presence. We're going to sing this song. This is going to be the closing. We're going to worship him. He's here. Doug said he's here. Be present. His presence. Celebrate his presence. Worship his presence. Do we have the words?
If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your time to come. Make sure of it. You might have followed a routine of religious posture. This time you'll do it for real. Anybody. You want to surrender your entire life to Him and Him alone. Worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. Everybody, everybody, everybody.
Healing is present. Healing is here. Now sing it loud again. Healing is here. Healing is here. doing something in our midst and uh, we just want to let him do that amen make sure you bring all your goods and uh, this week uh, don't bring them tomorrow bring them Tuesday through Wednesday and uh, let's help them load that truck up with love from Rutherford County amen amen God bless you you're at liberty to go thank you for listening to the Father's Vineyard podcast if you'd like more information about Father's Vineyard, please visit us 24-7 at www.fathersvineyard.org or you can call the office at 828-287-2868. Thanks again.